Hi, you're listening to Book Chat with author Vivian E. Moore. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello and welcome to Book Chat. I am your host, author Viviane Moore. Hope everyone had a great week and I hope you are having a great weekend. This is Resurrection Weekend. And I'm excited about that, and I hope you are too. All right, so we're going to get straight to today's show. The title is Cruising, and the topic is the ebb and flow of writing. <laughs> I sort of sent you out right there for a second, and now you thinking it was going to be something else. But no, we're talking about writing as always. All right. So anyway, uh, I've always found that being around water is peaceful. It is to me. I don't. I don't know about you. I can't swim, but um, as far as sitting and watching it, that's peaceful. As long as I don't have to get in there and try to swim, I'm good. All right. But anyway, uh, it reminds me of um, of the river. Um, you know, I live in Tennessee, and so of course the Tennessee River flows through, and. Uh, I just remember being at the um, being at the Tennessee Landing, either on one of the bridges or one of the parks. Um, we have a bridge that has uh, been transformed into um, a walking bridge. At one time, it it, it was um, it was one of the oldest bridges in our city, and it had um, wooden uh, the the the, I guess the length of the bridge was actually wooden. So they closed it down, I think, in the 70s. And it stayed closed for a number of years before they opened it back up and turned it into a walking bridge, of course, after they had reinforced everything and made sure that it was safe uh, for pedestrians. But um, in the midst of that is the Tennessee River. But anyway, you know, I just love watching uh, the waves as they gently flow. You see the boats, uh, you know, on the water. Some are not moving, some are just stationary. But just watching those waves um, just flowing, it's just so peaceful. You know, never hurried as, as if the waves understood the assignment of peace and tranquility. And I... I remember taking um, a dinner cruise on the Delta Queen one time, and that's a big deal for someone uh, who suffers from motion sickness. Yet, um, it was nothing but smooth sailing from beginning to end. And I think that is what's most memorable to me, is being on that boat, not being intimidated by it. Now, I'll be honest, I was a little bit at first because I didn't know how well I would do uh, you know, with the motion sickness and all of that, but I did really, really good. And, uh, and it, the trip was just, it was pleasant. It was in the summertime. So it was, um, it was hot, but being on the water, 
of course it was it was cooler uh, than being on land and uh, you know just watching the just watching the waves and you know listening to the to the sound of the water um, as we just flowed down the river it was it was nice it was very nice um and you know and that's how writing dialogue and POVs should be. Uh, the ebb and flow should be like a Sunday drive on a smoothly paved road. If you can't get to the river, then have that Sunday drive. Uh, and you know, that's a lot to ask for, I'm sure. Uh, but practice can eventually make your writing perfect. You know, there are ways to achieve this rhythm of taking the reader along for the ride. And the goal is to allow them to experience the story fully engaged to the end. Of course, there is no magic involved in real life, but great editing can achieve the same response with these few techniques. All right, so the first one is uh, avoid clutch words. Um, and in case you don't know what clutch words are, uh, they are go-to words used in writing because they're comfortable, and, and but they're unnecessary. And, and oftentimes those words are repeated. So if you use an editing tool like Grammarly or ProWriting Aid, they will kindly point these out and suggest other less overused words. And that's a good thing um, because you want to, um, I mean, you don't want to overdo anything when you're writing. Uh, you don't want to use gigantic words that only you know the meaning to, um, especially if you are writing um, so others that may not be on an intellectual level um, can understand because um, everybody's not on the same level. But you want to make sure that, you know, when you when you write something, when you write a book, you want to make sure that perhaps someone as low, you know, in a grade as like the third grade or the fourth grade can read it and understand what they're reading. You know, that's what this is all about, being able to understand you know, to just have that flow, that flow tree, you know, that, that motion that is just so smooth, um, that, you know, you don't even realize, you know, where you're going until you get there. But anyway, um, that's two of the, two of the editing tools that I like the most. And, uh, but I, I think I prefer Grammarly just a little bit more, uh, than pro writing aid, but they're both great. So if you don't have those, uh, those applications on your computer, you might want to get them because they are very useful. All right. So number two is to use solid sentences and paragraphs that flow seamlessly to the next. Now we always want to use our words and we want to use our words in the best way possible. And uh, so that means that you have to, you have to have structured sentences. Um, they have to make sense. Um, and sometimes the best way to do this because you, I mean, you can read what you write and it sounds right to you, but the best way to make sure that it makes sense to everyone else is to listen to the words. Um, just don't read them in your head, but actually listen to the words. And there is a feature on your computer, pretty much on every computer, on every computer, um, that you can enable the voice, um, the voice, uh, of, uh, of, um, of, with different voices to have it read the um, read whatever you've written, read it out loud to you. So that way um, you can hear it. And sometimes hearing, you can better judge if it makes sense or not, or if it's flowing the way it should flow or not. So that is a, another way. All right. So 
Number three is to uh, word substitution. Um, and and it, it's another feature that takes nothing away from uh, active descriptions, but adds by redirecting the attention back to the characters. And what I mean by this is that instead of going into this, going into this long description uh, of what, um, you know, of what the characters did or said, just said, she said, he said, whatever, you know, just those type of examples, you know, to make it short and sweet, but still, you know, we know which character that we're talking about when you add those word descriptions or substitutions, um, you know, on that dialogue. All right. Uh, well, on the POVs. Anyway, uh, number four is uh, this example, which is an excellent example of ebb and flow is breaking up paragraphs. Again, Grammarly does a wonderful job of doing this for you. Um, so you may have seen it. Um, long paragraphs. Um, and sometimes it's good to, whenever you get to a breaking point, which, you know, you come to the end of a sentence and it's a good time to make another paragraph, then you should do that because the way you see things, if it's broken up, if it's visually appealing to you, then, um, you know, that makes it a whole lot easier to read and to understand when you don't have everything just lumped together. Okay. So make sure that you have, uh, those, uh, those uh, breaking paragraphs. All right. And again, Grammarly will do that for you just in case I didn't say it enough the first time. All right. So number five is uh, transition uh, or transitioning is another way to create the perfect ebb and flow between paragraphs and linking sentences and ideas closer together. Um, you know, you want to, you want to, even if you're starting a new sentence, but if it's in that same chapter, Everything should flow. Everything should go together. Everything should make sense. It should tie into that to the first paragraph of whatever chapter that you're working in until you all till you get all the way down to the last paragraph in that same chapter. And then it should also flow throughout the story. Everything should make sense. Everything should be tied together. Um, you know, you shouldn't have to read in one place and say, okay, wait a minute, but I thought they were talking about this and you get to somewhere else and it's like something totally different. So you want to make sure that everything is, uh, it's, it's coming together. It's, it's coinciding. Um, and, uh, and it just makes sense. All right. So, you know, we're not born with solid sentence structure. <laughs> I wish we were, but we're not. And, uh, but, but we learn this as we grow and the same applies to writing. You know, you are a writer, you know, you don't have any, you don't need to doubt yourself about that. Um, because if you have the passion for it and if it's something that, you know, that you do on a regular basis, whether it's writing poetry or, you know, you're writing screenplays or you're just writing novels, that's what you are. You are what you are. So you never have to question yourself about that, but, um, there's still room for growth. And, uh, you know, because you, even though you're writing and maybe you've been doing it for a while, there's always room to learn something different, to learn something more. Um, and I mean, that's just life in general. You know, once you start, once you stop learning or stop having room for growth, then that means you've come to the end, you know, that's the end of that cycle. So, um, you know, there's nowhere else to go, but just keep in mind that the more you learn, the better you are. 
You know, my mother always said practice makes perfect. And that is so true. And it's necessary when great story details are the link between paragraphs and the characters. You know, if things don't flow properly, then you risk uh, the reader getting lost, therefore losing interest before they can immerse deeper into the story. And you always want them to go further than those first couple of paragraphs. You always want them to, you want to hook them. You know, in that in that first, uh, if you don't hook them in the first paragraph, then you want to get them uh, in the uh, in the prologue. You know, to pique their interest enough to where they want to move on to that first paragraph, and then from that first paragraph to the last one, to that last chapter in that novel, you want to make sure that they are totally engrossed um, all the way through. It is so important. All right, because you know we want we want to get this right the first time. And as a reader, you know, I read as well. Uh, I understand the importance of concise details, all right? And there shouldn't be a need to reread anything to understand better what's happening in the story. You know, I shouldn't have to have all these false starts like, wait a minute, okay, I'm not getting this. Did I miss something? Let me go back and read this again just to make sure that I didn't miss something. You know, you could be watching a movie on television and you have to rewind it to because... In your mind, things are just not clicking. It's just not coming together. You don't know what the world you're watching or what the story is about. So, you know, the same thing happens when you're writing. Um, you want to make sure that you are not forcing the reader before they actually put the book down. Uh, forcing that reader to have to go back and reread, uh, you know, a paragraph again and again just so they can understand what's going on. It should be clear. It should be concise, uh, conveyed in the writing, okay, uh, or conveyance in the writing, um, because that's just necessary. And, and if the ebb and flow are correct, no worries. You've just lost a fan if it's not. So just keep that in mind. In the end, writers should be intentional about what they want to convey and achieve through their writing. All right, that's all I have for you today. But before I let you go, I want to make sure that I give you these URLs because I want to keep you uh, coming back to book chat, listening on a weekly basis and not only listening, but liking and sharing. If you'll do that for me, I will appreciate it so very much. All right. So anyway, the first URL is for Spreaker, of course, and that is HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash www.spreaker.com forward slash user forward slash author Vivian anymore. You can follow me across all social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and most recently TikTok. Uh, the only thing that I'm posting on there is um, uh, things about my about my work, my books, my show, things of that nature. I, you know, I <laughs> sometimes I'm entertained by the um, the videos that are on there. Some are pretty funny, um, and some are so ingenious. Uh, but uh, but that's you know that's just not what I do. I'm all about the writing and things of that nature. So that's what you will see posted on there for me. But anyway, I you know. Just check that out if you want to. You can also check out my website, and that is at authorvivianemore.com or arthurehshepherd.com. Uh, you can also check out my blog. That is at https colon forward slash forward slash vivianemore.blogspot.com, all right? And also, uh, if you missed today's live show, uh, don't despair because this show is recorded. So you can listen to all of those episodes, uh, today's episode and all those that came before. You can listen to them on Spreaker. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, YouTube, SoundCloud, Jal Savin, 
iTunes, Audible.com, Verbal Luminary, and Amazon Music. All right, so those are all the places where you can check out uh, Book Chat. And I hope that you will. Uh, tomorrow is Worship Day. It is the third Sunday. It is Easter Sunday. It is Resur- Resurrection. Why do I always have problems saying that? Resurrection Sunday. All right, I got it out. (laughs) Finally. Uh, But anyway, I'm looking forward to it because, um, you know, all jokes aside, it is a very serious time. um, And and we have so much to be thankful for, um, for the life that was sacrificed so we could have life. And, uh, you know, and I, and I take that very seriously and I hope that you do as well. I hope you're planning, um, you know, going out to, I don't know if there would be, um, early, uh, morning worship services or not with COVID. So many things have changed and, um, you know, last Easter, uh, we weren't at church yet because of COVID. Um, so, you know, we, we, we missed that coming together, uh, for Easter, although we did still have. Uh, church service but it was over the phone but this year's a little bit different so we're actually going out and being able to worship together on resurrection sunday so that's something to be excited about and uh you know um if you follow the guidelines please uh you know invite your family members your neighbors your friends and bring children you know like i said things are a little bit different now because of covid and uh, I know Easter Sunday at our church uh, in past times, um, <laughs> it was like a little fashion show uh, when you see all the all the little kitties uh, come in with their you know their cute little pastels and 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 you know and suits and things of that nature on. Um, it was just wonderful, you know, just seeing all the kids and listen to them do their Easter speeches, you know, and things of that nature. So those were uh, great times. And I hope that eventually we can get back to that because, you know, I do miss it. And, uh, you know, church is a place for children. It is. They need to be there too because, you know, who knows? Our future leaders uh, of the church can come from those children. So uh, we need to encourage them to um, to want to come out, not just small kids, but teenagers as well, because everybody needs to hear the word. And they also need to hear how you feel about them. Um, because, you know, like I always say, um, you know, you never should put off telling people, your family members, your friends, how you feel about them. Uh, because tomorrow is not promised. Today may be the only chance you get to say that. So on that note, I love you. I hope you love me back. Until the next time you hear my voice, God bless you. And goodbye. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.